Hallelujah, everyone. Good evening. That's Pastor Prince Nyako, resident pastor, Karis Temple, ICGC. We are here for teaching service. I pray that today's teaching will wrap up our series on the 10 types of profitable church members every pastor wants to have in this church. I pray that you receive this word with all your heart and your life will never be the same again. I want you to close your eyes and let's pray. Father in heaven, how we love you. How we love your words. We pray in the name of Jesus that as we have come before you, let your word be a blessing to us. Let the words of your spirit edify us in the name of Jesus and help us to become profitable church members in the name of Jesus. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So I'm, I'm finishing up my series on the 10 types of church, profitable church members every pastor wants to have in his church. So that's part three in our series. Now, so far we have looked at seven types of profitable church members. We have looked at members who labor in prayer. We have looked at members who have great zeal for the work of the ministry. We have looked at members who walk by faith. We have also looked at members who are patient with their pastors and their church. We have looked at members who will not do evil to their pastors. Yeah, and that was a very interesting subject yesterday, uh, last week, where we looked at Alexander the Coppersmith and his friend Demachios. And then we looked at members who will patronize the pastor's ministry. And finally, last week, we looked at member couples, couples in the church who will support the ministry of their pastor. And tonight, we are beginning the last ray on point number eight, the eighth type of church members who are profitable to the church. And when I say 10 types of profitable church members, I'm not talking about um, people who have already been made. No. I'm talking about this teaching is to inspire you, is to inspire you to become one of these profitable church members to your pastor and to your church. So it's not like as I'm preaching, you are like, no, I am not one of them. So pastor is not talking. No, the fact that you are not like one of them means that this message is for you. And this message, the word of God turns us into what God wants us to become. It takes the word. The word of God has a creative spirit, a, a, a creative power. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So it means that as the message comes and we avail ourselves, God can turn us into one of these profitable church members in our various churches. Now, number eight type of church members that are profitable to the ministry and to the pastor are members who will, re who will remain faithful through the years. They are members who will remain loyal, who will remain committed and dedicated 
through the phases and the changes of the years. Isaiah chapter 1, verse number 21 to 23. The Bible said, How is the faithful city become an harlot? It was full of judgment. It was full of righteousness, full of judgment, righteousness lodged in it. But now, madras, thy silver is become dross, thy wine mixed with water. He said, thy princes are rebellious. Remember what we are talking about, members who will remain faithful throughout the years. Thy princes are rebellious and companions of thieves. Everyone loveth gifts and followeth after rewards. They judge not the fatherless, neither does the, doeth the cause of the widow come unto them. Give me the GNT version of this. From the verse 21. He said, the city that was once faithful is behaving like a whore. At one time, so are you a member that used to be faithful? Are you a member that used to be loyal? Are you a member that used to be committed, but now you have become like a whore? He said, at one time, it was filled with righteous people, but now only murderers remain. May you not become a murderer, church member in the church. May you not be known as a murderer in your church. A murderer is not someone who, who stops with knife. Jesus said, if you hate your brother, you are a murderer. So why are you in a church and you hate your brother or your sister? Why are you in the church and you are bitter against your brother or your sister. Jesus calls you a murderer. No matter your title, no matter the kind of tongues you speak, you are a murderer. Jerusalem, you were once like a silver, like silver, but how, but now you are worthless. Hey, may you not be called a worthless church member. Yeah. Sometimes we, we, we say, ah, the message, what kind of pastor is this? How can you use such a word on people redeemed by the blood? Jerusalem. You know Jerusalem? <laughs> you know Jerusalem? <laughs> Go read Revelations. You know Jerusalem. And Jerusalem, you were once like a river or silver, but now you are worthless. May you not be like Jerusalem. May you, you see, he said that when the sword loses its saltiness, it is good for nothing. Are you a church member that your, 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 your absence is felt in your presence? <laughs> there are some church members, their absence is felt in their presence. Jerusalem. You were once like silver, but now you are worthless. You were like good wine, 
but now you are only water. It means that you have lost what, 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 what used to make you sweet. You were once a sweet brother in the church, sweet sister in the church, but now you have become a murderer. You have become un- unwholesome. You have become dangerous. You have become poisonous. You are filled with hatred, bitterness, envy, jealousy, bite, backbiting, fighting here, quarreling with everybody. You, are, you, you have lost your place of faithfulness. You have become offensive in the atmosphere. These are not the kind of people pastors want to raise in their churches. Your leaders are rebels and friends of thieves. They are always accepting gifts and bribes. They never defend offense in court or listen when widows present their cases. As a member of a church, you must remain loyal to the church, to the vision of the church, to the pastor. Yes. It is a quality of a Christian. It's a quality of a disciple of Christ. It's a quality of a man who has encountered Jesus, the head of the church. If you have encountered Jesus, the head of the church, you will be committed to the church you have been planted in. This loyalty is a, a, a product of, of not encountering Jesus on a daily basis as a Christian. The more you encounter Jesus on a daily basis, the more you become loyal to his church and the men he has given to you. Am I preaching? Pastors need faithful members, not prostituting members. Members that have their names on your membership list. And when they are in need and you are not able to help them, they move from your church to another church. But little do they know that sometimes the pastors also test them. They can help them, but they test their heart. Are you a parasite church member? You are parasiting on the church. Or you came to add to what God is doing. No church will grow when it is filled with church harlots. Church harlots are people who are not planted in the church. Today you see them here. Today you see them there. Today you see them here. Today you see them there. You don't know what they are looking for. And that is the confusion that, that, that rocks the boat of many Christians in our days. May you not fall to this rocking in the name of Jesus. No man will be happy with a prostituting wife. I don't know whether you are a man. Maybe you are a husband watching me. I don't think that you approve that your wife should become a prostitute. No, no man wants to marry a prostituting wife. No. 
That is why on your wedding day, you put the ring on the finger of one lady, not 12 ladies. No man. Some members used to be faithful, but have become church harlots. They can put pressure on their pastors to prophesy when God has not spoken. Because the pastor can see that if he doesn't prophesy, that lady is going to leave the church. So when God has not said anything, the pastor will say, God has said something. We need people who will be faithful and loyal to the vision of the house. To the vision of the house. What you support, you drink from it. What you build will build your life. The altar you build is the altar that will build your life. The altar you build is the altar that will fight for you. The altar you build. Look, during the lockdown, many people said, oh, where we went, we went on five months break, four to five months break. Nothing happened to us. We didn't pay our tithe. Nothing happened to us. We didn't regularly give our offering. Nothing happened to us. We didn't pray together. We, we, we forsook the, the, the gathering of the brethren and nothing happened to us. You don't know. You don't know. The investment you did before the COVID lockdown spoke for you during the lockdown. The heavenly investment was remembered, were remembered. And that is what spoke for us by the mercies and the grace of God. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 21. He said, how is the faithful city become an harlot? Those are words in the Bible. So you, a city can represent, is, is a representative of a man's life. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. So how is the faithful city? How come faithful how come this faithful sister of the church has become a harlot? I'm not calling you the harlot. He's there. Harlot. So, a harlot, you can have a harlot church member. Harlots have no inheritance. Are you following me? God wants us to be planted and focused and flourish in the atmosphere he has planted us. You must take heed not to become like what the Bible is saying in the verse 21 of Isaiah chapter 1. That you will not become a harlot. You can't be faithful today and become a harlot tomorrow. And you cannot become a harlot until somebody speaks to you who is already a harlot. Yeah. There is no prostitute who entered into prostitution by himself. He or she associated himself with another prostitute. I'm preaching. A faithful church member is there for the church, is there for the church members, and is there for the pastor. Is there for the pastor. Pastors need members who will be known as church members. 
not church visitors. You know, why do you be, behave in your church like you're a guest? There are some church members who behave like they are guests. <laughs> they behave like they are guests. They want to be treated as guests. You know, but there's a, there's a way visitors behave and there's a way um, 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 citizens behave. Yes. There's a way citizens behave and there's a way visitors behave. And how long will you be in a church and behave like a visitor, as a guest? You must be treated as a guest. So if the usher doesn't greet you well, you get offended because you have a guest mentality. You have a guest mentality. The chair wasn't clean well. So you got angry. No, in your own house. Can I give you an example? In your own house, when you go home and your children have poured water on your carpet, what do you do? In your own house, your brother breaks the lock of the door. What do you do? You don't trumpet into the world. But you come to church, and there is a little error. And that becomes a basis for you to lambast your church. You are not a profitable church member. Pastors need members who will be known as faithful church members, not on paper, but in reality. Pastors don't need murdering church members, members who kill their pastors. You may not use a gun, you may not use a knife, but your words and actions, posture and demeanor is murdering your pastor. The question I want to ask you tonight is, are you a murdering church member or a faithful church member? Are you a faithful city or you have become a hallowed? You used to sing. You used to pray. You used to, you know, yesterday, a lady was looking for a job. And in her CV, she used a certain pastor as her reference and thought that by mentioning that pastor's name, the owner of the business will say, okay, I know that pastor, so take the job. So the owner of the business took time and called the pastor. She didn't know that the owner of the business is very close to the pastor. So they called the pastor, and the pastor said, oh, that lady, when I called the head of that department, the head said she has left the church a long time. <laughs> So you used to lead prayer, you used to be in the protocol, you used to be in the media, you used to do things in the church. Why have you allowed offense, bitterness, envy, jealousy? Stop what you are doing. Your pastor wants you to be faithful, loyal to the vision of the house. A nation full of murderers cannot go far. A nation full of murderers cannot go far. A nation full of murderers, a church full of murderers cannot go far. May you not be called a murdering church member. May you not be called, called a harloting church member. But may you be known as a faithful church member. 
a faithful church member, a loyal church member, a church member that is identified with a particular local church in the name of Jesus. Number nine, group of church members who are profitable to their pastors. Sons of consolation. Pastors need sons and daughters of consolation. Sons and daughters of consolation. Acts chapter 4, verse 36 to 37. You know, in the, in the members who are faithful, let's, let's look a bit about this young man called Demas before we come to pastors' needs, sons, and daughters of consolation. Colossians 4.14. There was a man in, who was in Paul's ministry called Demas. I'm, I, I'm sure you've heard of his name. Now, Colossians 4.14. Look the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. So you can be one of the best professionals on earth and yet be a follower of a particular ministry. Your profession shouldn't make you so great, feel so big that you cannot do anything in a particular church. No matter how small the church is, you must be ready to be a servant. So look our physician. So Luke was a doctor, medical doctor. But Luke, he was a faithful man. Now, you come to Colossians chapter 4, verse 15. He said, Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nephas. No. Give me Philemon 124. Philemon 124. He said, Marcus Aristarchus Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. So you see, when we're mentioning the laborers that Paul was working with, Demas showed up again. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. He was once faithful with the brethren, but departed from, from Paul and entered into the present world. May you not be known as a Demas in your church, in the name of Jesus. Number nine, pastors need sons and daughters of consolation. Sons and daughters of consolation. Acts chapter 4, verse 34 to 37. And Joseph who by apostles, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation. The son of consolation. A Levite and of the country of Cyprus. 37. Having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Somebody shout, sons of consolation. A son of consolation is a son of encouragement and not discouragement. A son of consolation 
is a sign of encouragement and not discouragement. Are you a member that encourages your pastor? Are you a member that discourages your pastor? What type of member are you? What you are feeding the church with? Do you think it is encouraging the pastor and his ministry? What you are doing in the church, do you think it is discouraging your pastor or encouraging your pastor? Some members can discourage their pastors every time. Every with discouragement. And sometimes we forget that a pastor was once a member who has been called into an office. So he's still a human being with feelings, with mind, with needs, everything. So the question you need to ask yourself, give me the 36. Are you a son of consul? He said, and Joseph, so a human being, a man called Joseph, was a son of consolation. A son of consolation is a son of encouragement. What can you do as a church member to encourage your pastor? That is what you should ask yourself. That is one type of profitable church members every pastor is trying to make out of you. Because without sons and daughters of encouragement, nothing, no vision can run. Every single person on earth needs encouragement. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. But other times, but other times, and most of times, most of times, you need people who will encourage you. Who will encourage you. Many pastors are pastoring for the first time. If you use the yardstick of others to measure them, you kill them before their time. Are you an, an encouragement or a discourager of the church and your pastor? When the choir finishes singing, you won't clap your hands. You won't clap. Your pastor will be preaching, you will sleep. They will be showing Nigeria movie, you will be watching. You are discouraging your pastor. You won't write. You fold your hands. Meanwhile, after the sermon, you get home. If they ask you, what did your pastor preach? Oh, powerful message. Powerful. What did he preach? You don't know. If you are very intelligent and you remember, we thank God. But the Chinese says that a short pencil is better than a long memory. Are you a son of encouragement or a son of discouragement? Pastors are not supermen. You can write that one down. Pastors are not supermen. They are not. They are not. And we are not supermen. Your pastor is like you. Yes. Your pastor is like you. 
He relies on oxygen. He uses money to buy fuel. He uses money to rent a house. He uses money to buy a land. He uses money to eat, to buy food. He pays, he takes, he looks for money to pay the school fees of his children. Your pastor is like you. Going through what you go through. He goes through what you are also going through. Having all the mental, emotional, and financial challenges you are also facing. In a hard economy or whatever it is. So, your pastor is like you. Everything you need physical, he also needs physical. Everything you need, he also needs it physically. But yet, he decides to yield to the calling of God to shepherd you and pastor you and do something that is so uncommon to him. Lead the flock of God with such an enormous responsibility. That is your pastor. He was not brewed from heaven. The shepherd, guru, 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 boom, then he appeared. I'm a pastor from heaven. No. He's just like you. Nothing burdens a pastor than the needs of his members. The burdens of a pastor are equal to the needs of church members. We need members who serve as sons and daughters of encouragement. Yeah, sons and daughters of encouragement. I remember I was trying to get some books to read. And a church member had traveled outside the country. So I sent him one of the books. He traced the author and found out many other books he has written. And he bought like 12 at a go. Son of encouragement. You don't encourage your pastor at all. No single day in your 10 years in your church have you walked to your pastor and said, thank you for pastoring me. Thank you for preaching to me. There are some of you, eh, had it not been for your pastors, you would have been drug addict by now. Had it not been for the fact that your pastor responded to the, you think it's easy to pastor, go and start a church. <laughs> Oh, go and start a church. Who will help you to get your certificate? Go and start a church. You understand that pastoring five people, even yourself, you can't pastor yourself. You can't even do morning devotion every day. Yeah. You can't even go to church regularly until they send you text message or they call you. You can't pastor yourself. Yet again, you cannot encourage your pastor. We can't. 
if we decide we can become sons and daughters of consolation. And that is what God wants us to become. Assuming you were in the shoes of your pastor and I am in your shoe, would you love to see me as your church member the way you are? Do you understand that? Assuming I am your pastor and you are my church member, but we change the thing. The way you are now, I am now not the pastor. You are the pastor. And I am a church member now, and you are pastoring me, and I am just like as you were as a church member. Do you think you will like me? When you answer that question, you will know the kind of adjustment you must do in your life. As a Christian, as a Christian who is part of a church, COVID taught us a lot of lessons. When we were all home, we wanted to come to church. They should open the 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 church. If you open the church, you are still home. <laughs> oh, we can go to church. We can go to church. People go to the market. People go to the supermarket. You are still at home. You are afraid. Some have the new reasons. Yes, because of the rich factors, pregnant women, nursing mothers, correct. But you, you, are, you can never get pregnant because you are a man. You are home. Oh, when they lock down. Oh, pastor, we have missed you. We have missed church. We have opened church. You are still home. But you go to work. You stay in an air-conditioned room for eight hours. Eight a.m. Five p.m. Sometimes you even do overtime in an atmosphere enclosed with air-conditioned. You shake, you have, you eat together with your colleagues. Koro is not there. That out for church, when they mention the church, hey, as if Koro is the one ushering you. Can we change? Become a profitable church member. You can become a profitable church member. And if the Bible mentions names, look at, and Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite and of the country of Cyprus, 37. Having land, sold it and brought the money. Hey! And laid it at the apostles' feet. Son of consolation. You don't remember your pastor on his birthday? Nothing. The church is a family. 
what family members do must be done in the church. Yes. Must be done in the church. What type of son are you? What type of daughter are you? When you die, who will bury you? Do you know that if your pastor decides not to bury you and you are not fortunate, the effective priest in your hometown will be the one to bury you? Are you aware? <laughs> yes. Oh, pastor, now there are a lot of free licensed pastors who, are, who want to. <laughs> who, who can, you can go and contract them, they'll come and be, okay. Okay, oh. If you are not careful, a fetish person will come and bury you. You'll be shocked. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be in heaven, you'll be shocked. Oh, me, pa, fetish person is doing my funeral. <laughs> You see your people from your hometown. What is happening? In fetish priest officiating your, your funeral. If you give birth to a child and your pastor doesn't come, a fetish priest come and name your child. Your people will be sitting there, no, then your, the fetish priest from your hometown will come with his aquatesi. And carries. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. We are getting to the end of the matter. Let your actions and attitude serve as encouragement. Encouragement. To the man God has set over you as your pastor. He will not manipulate you, but he must lead you. He must lead you. And he will lead you with strength. That is what will produce you into whom God has designed you to become. An encouraged pastor goes beyond his strength to serve the church effectively. An encouraged pastor. You can see the difference between pastors. Yes, a successful pastor is a pastor who has been encouraged, not who has been anointed. You can be anointed and, and be discouraged. Your work will not prosper. Every successful pastor we see, every single of them, locally, internationally, they are encouraged pastors. Encouraged. The last group of members who are called profitable church members are members who receive their pastors and their messages. Members who receive their pastors. Have you received your pastor? I'm asking you. There is a scripture in Matthew Chapter 10 is coming to me. I think 40 thereabout. Yes. Matthew chapter 10 verse 40 to 41. Let's read it. 
The question I'm asking you is, have you received your pastor as your pastor? Have you received your pastor as your shepherd? Have you received your pastor as the one God has given to you to feed the word of God with? Have you received your pastor as your father in the Lord? Have you? Or you are using your pastor until you receive your pastor. Until you receive your pastor. You are using your pastor. Until you can receive your pastor. Yes. If you are a Christian, you will have a pastor. If you are a Christian, you will have to belong to a church. If you cannot receive your pastor, you are using your pastor. You want him to officiate your, your occasions. You want him to pray for you, pray for your house, pray for your new house, dedicate your car, be there for you. One day I visited a member at her workplace and she was so proud, happy. Introducing me all over the place. Hey, he's your pastor. Hey, he's your pastor. I'm like, hey, are you using me for advertisement or what? Until you can receive, you receive your pastor. You can never honor your pastor. Any church member that dishonors the pastor has not received the pastor. So he said, he that receiveth you. So you must receive the person, your pastor. Jesus is speaking to the people he was sending. So Jesus has sent your pastor to you. And you must receive him. Yes. You must receive him. He that receiveth you, receiveth me. So if you receive your pastor, you have received Jesus. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. So by receiving your pastor, you connect direct to your source. It means the channels of God runs through Christ and through the servant God sends to you. If you can catch the revelation, your life will flourish without stress. The channel, father, son, pastor. Look at the scripture and judge for yourself. Not what somebody has said. Look at the scripture. Go back to the verse 40 again. Give me GNT. Quickly. I'm almost exceeding my time. Who's Ever welcomes you, welcomes me. Have you welcomed your pastor into your life? You have barred your pastor from entering into your life. He said, whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. Have you welcomed your pastor into your life? Some church members avoid their pastors because they
they know that their pastors will tell them to stop some things they are doing. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. 41. Whoever welcomes God's messenger because he is God's messenger will share in his reward. What a revelation. What a revelation. So when you welcome your pastor, you will share in the rewards heaven will bestow on your pastor. And whoever welcomes a good man because he is good will share in his reward. Give me the KJV of that. I'm wrapping up. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. So your pastor has been given an attorney and an authority, an exousia to release a certain blessing. But that blessing will only be for people in the church who receives him. There are some blessings you will never receive until you receive your pastor as a sent man into your life. Yes. You must receive your pastor not as a righteous man, but as a pastor. You must receive your pastor not as another Christian, but as your pastor. Then you can receive the pastors, the prophets, the apostles' reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. So if you receive a prophet in the name of a righteous man, you receive a righteous man's reward. Who pastors you? Is your pastor your pastor? Or you are relating to your pastor as a guest preacher. Is your pastor your pastor? Who pastors you? Who feeds you? You are in the church. But it's not your pastor that feeds you. You have other feeders. Who feeds you? I'm ending. John 3, 11 to 12. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and ye receive not our witness. So you can be in the church and not receive the message of your pastor. Have your own message. You have not, you, they didn't receive their witness. 11. They didn't receive their witness. KJM, GNT. I am telling you the truth. We speak of what we know and report what we have seen. Yet none of you is willing to accept our message. There are some church members who don't accept the preaching of their pastors. They always have something to say to react to it. 
If you think your pastor is not preaching the kind of message you want, step out of the church. Find another church and stay there and follow that pastor. He said, yet none of you is willing to accept our message. Verse 12 in GNT. He said, you do not believe me. When I tell you about the things of this world, you don't believe. You, you, you don't believe that your, what your pastor is telling you, that stop sleeping with your girlfriend. You don't believe it. You don't believe. Oh, that is a pastor. I mean, pastors have their life. We too, this one, pastor is too, trying to be too holy, holy. He said, you do not believe me when I tell you about the things of this world. How will you ever believe me? How? Then, when I, I tell you about the things of heaven, if I'm telling you, if we, we are preaching um, light meal to you, and you cannot, how can you accept it when we begin to preach bones? Yeah. Give me the previous verse. You, you, you don't want to accept the message of your pastor. But whether you like it or not, God will always use a man to preach to man. God will use man to preach to man. He will never use a spirit to preach to man. There were people who did not receive Jesus and what message he came with. Yeah, there were people who did not receive Jesus and what message he came with. Are you in the church and you are not receiving your pastor and his message? Have you received your pastor as your pastor? It's a question you must answer if you will become a profitable church member. Until a son in a family can accept a father. When he grows, he will never remember the family. He will never remember the father. He will never remember the brothers and sisters. Is your pastor your pastor? If you don't receive your pastor, then the question is, who is he in your life? Does he even have a place? Is it that, is it important? Is it that? I mean, somebody bought a land. Some people went putting juju, juju things on it. They were going to raise an altar, do this, do that, do this, do that. Hey. Then the person came to tell me, I said, ah, but the Holy Ghost is in you. Go and pour oil and deal with it. Oh, yeah. Go and pour oil. I said, eh, pastor. Eh, pastor, this one is, he said, no, 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 you go, go, go. At the end of the day, oh, pastor, you have to do it too. You are my pastor. You have to, I said, eh, eh, really? But I wish he went to do it himself, but he, he knew. May God, may God, may God turn us. I want you to begin to pray. 
pray that God help me to be a profitable church member. As we wrap up this teaching, pray that God help me to be profitable. Help me to be profitable. Lift your voice and pray. John chapter 1 verse 12. As many as received him, to them he gave them power. Give me the uh, KJV. He gave them power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Pray that you receive your pastor. The pastor, God will not give you a gift that will kill you. God knows the type of person you are and God knows the type of pastor he must give to you to frame you into your glorious destiny. Pray that God give me the heart to receive my pastor. Give me the heart. Lift your voice and pray. Reception gives birth to power. It gives access to power. Give us a heart to receive our pastors. Give us a heart to become profitable children of God. Profitable church members. In the name of Jesus, Elijah received Elijah as his pastor, his father, his shepherd, and his instructor. He also qualified to access the power that God placed upon Elijah. You want to pray that God help me, oh God, to become profitable to your house, in your kingdom, in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me to become a son and a daughter of consolation to my pastor and to the church. In the mighty name of Jesus. Ikele makosha granda magada bababo shagada ba ikepele mekabala baha adelelele makabaha ikedose granda baha akapele makataya emalakata balaba it's not by might it's not by power but by my spirit say the Lord oh God rabababa help us to receive your servants oh God as prophets in the name of Jesus akatebe kataba that we will not miss out on the prophets reward. In the name of Jesus, let this gift be a blessing to us. Let this gift be a blessing to us. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray. We come before you, Lord. Whatever has made us unprofitable to the ministry of our pastors, we are praying, oh God. We are praying, oh God, that Lord, you will help us. Help us, oh God, to avail ourselves to be profitable. To be profitable. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. We give God praise for this great teaching. It, it will need you to go back to listen to it over and over again. To assimilate what you miss. And let the word of God frame you. When you are forming something. Sometimes there is some kind of invasion. 
some kind of hurt, some kind of forceful fixing. It's all part of the forming. The forming cannot be mild. Sometimes when there is a sickness in somebody, there must be a surgery. A surgery. And that means that they are taking something that is bad out of the person's body. This message may not be sweet, but go back and listen to it and evaluate your life, part one, part two, part three, and see whether you are a profitable church member to whatever church you are planted in. And Pastor Prince, the moment number is on the screen, I want you to give God an offering as a worship and thanksgiving. Watch out for our two-day prayers. Wednesday, our three days fasting and prayer. It's coming on from tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. And then Friday, we have Miracle Hour from 7 p.m. All meetings start from 7 p.m. And uh, Miracle Hour also 7 p.m. It's going to be powerful. I'm likely to minister on healing. In, on healing. I want you to get connected on Friday. Get connected Wednesday, Thursday, tomorrow, Thursday, 7 p.m. Prayers will be lifted and our lives will never be the same again. God richly bless you and do have a good evening. Bye-bye.